What's happening guys? Sam Adams here and welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for August the 6th of 2019. Of course, for those that are brand new to the program, my name is, as I said, Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast that I host five days a week, Monday through Friday live on twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams if you did want to catch the show live. But if you don't or you can't, don't worry because it is available via podcast format or VOD format on youtube.com or on podcast services around the world, depending on how you want to intake the content. That, my friend, is up to you. But today we have a lot of stories to cover on top of Epic pledging to support developers after intense harassment. We also have discussions about US President Donald Trump and the claims that video games are a source of violent culture here in the good old US of A. Now, I will say, this episode might get a little bit more political than normal. It might get a little bit more dicey than I normally would go because overwhelmingly, I try and avoid talking about politics on the podcast because I don't feel like it's my place. I am no professional in terms of the political landscape. I am no professional in terms of the sociological landscape of the United States. These are not really my specific areas of number one interest, but number two expertise. So the opinions that I share in this podcast are just that. They are opinions, they are my own, etc., etc. And we are going to touch on these things long, but they have to be touched on, Bond, because it's a big part of what's happening, not only only in the video game industry, but overwhelmingly in the overall social status of 2019 and the social landscape that we have in 2019. But with that being said, then we move on to talking about this year's Call of Duty with two features, one of which has been cut, one of which is potentially a pretty big boost to the game. Then Riot Games confirms that it is working on a fighting game. And finally, if you are looking for something to play throughout the week, I have got the free PlayStation Plus games for August 2019 for you. Of course, we've already talked about these, but I figured we would go ahead and talk about them again because now, ooh, they're available if you do want to pick them up. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's top gaming news with our first story of the day. Epic pledges to support developers after intense harassment of the Ooblets team. By now, you probably know the drill. A developer announces that it will sell the PC version of its game exclusively through the Epic Games Store. Cue wailing, gnashing of teeth, and increasingly harassment from folks used to smashing that buy button on Steam. The latest target of the Epic exclusivity ire? The developers of Ooblets who try to get out in front of the inevitable stampede of rage by snarkily putting the situation into perspective. Coordinated harassment followed, prompting a statement from Epic on what it's now deeming a disrupting trend. And also disturbing, as the correct quote actually says. Last week, Ooblet's designer Ben Wasser wrote a post explaining why he and his development partner, programmer, and artist Rebecca Cordingly decided to take Epic's deal. Wasser said that the publisher offered the duo a minimum guarantee on sales that matched what they were hoping to make on other stores, thus securing their future as a studio. He also addressed people's concerns about Epic's store in a half-joking tone, concluding that this is all low-stakes video game stuff we are dealing with here and, quote, nothing to get worked up about. But people got very worked up indeed about both the exclusivity deal and the tone of Wasser's post, which did not treat the subject of a video game moving to a different free platform with the funeral somberness it apparently deserves. Over the weekend, Wasser tweeted about some of what he was dealing with. 
And this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Gotta quickly address the fake screenshot going around of me supposedly saying, quote, gamers would be better off in gas chambers, he wrote. Obviously never said that, and as a Jewish person, this one really hurt to see being spread around. The next day, Wasser said the crowd trying to defame him had taken things a step further, creating a fake video of him posting the fake message. Today, in a message to Patreon supporters reprinted on gamesindustry.biz, Wasser accordingly discussed the full scope of the problem, saying that they've received thousands, if not tens, tens of thousands of hateful threatening messages across every possible platform nonstop. This cut deep, they said, because of the otherwise positive and supportive relationship they have had with their audience throughout the development. The two-person studio went on to say that despite having previously felt empathy for the targets of coordination, internet offensives, and trying to address that kind of thinking in their exclusivity announcement, they couldn't have guessed the scale of what it would feel like to be the target of an internet hate mob. I have been crying nonstop for the last two days and feeling like the world has collapsed around me, reads the studio's Patreon post. It was in response to all of this that Epic released this statement. The announcement of Ooblets highlighted a disturbing trend which is growing and undermining healthy public discourse, and that's the coordinated and deliberate creation and promotion of false information, including fake screenshots, videos, and technical analysis, accompanied by harassment of partners, promotion of hateful themes, and intimidation of those with opposing views, the company wrote. It noted that it fully supports people's right to speak freely and critically about the Epic Store's failings, but this isn't that. This is abuse. Epic intends to steadfastly support our partners throughout these challenges. It concluded by thanking people who don't bully developers and continue to promote and advocate for healthy, truthful discussion about the game's business and stand up to all manners of abuse. And this, my friends, is a very bad situation. Uh, and we've been talking about the Epic Games Store exclusivity problem, exclusivity situation over the past few months as it has continued to snowball time and time again, becoming a bigger trend, a bigger issue in the gaming industry to not only poke fun at developers that do choose to host their games on the Epic Games Store, but also we've been talking about the fact that it is incredibly hurtful. Uh, it's really, truly harassment for these developers whenever you look at the comments that are being made. And it's at this point that I do want to remind everybody that the Epic Games Store as a platform is free, totally accessible. You just have to have an Epic Games Store account and you can log on and the developers get a bigger cut of their portion of their profits. Uh, and then of course you do have these deals where you do have literal futures of development studios being guaranteed as long as they put their game on the Epic Games Store, which has proven to be a pretty profitable venture for a lot of developers. And of course for the indie teams behind the scenes of some of these indie games, it can be really truly life-changing and can completely and totally change the future of where their company could be going in the next five to ten years. That's an incredible opportunity that should not be missed over the over the trivial nature of the gaming industry in 2019 and people that are against the Epic Games Store. Now, with all that being said, harassment is something that should be completely and totally eradicated from society. Nobody should be harassed in 2019, especially over something as trivial as a video game and as trivial as the place that the video game is released. Sometimes the gaming industry can be fantastic. You see millions of dollars being raised for charity. You see people coming together, friends being made, lifelong partnerships being created. And then you have stuff like this, where you're harassing the team of two people behind a game called Ooblets because of the place they chose to actually release their game. I cannot stress enough how stupid that sounds. 
Think about what you're doing whenever you're typing a message. Is it worth your time and effort? And is the message you are typing going to lift somebody else up whenever it really does come down to it? These people are just trying to make a living for themselves. They're trying to release a cool looking little game. And I will say overall, the game itself looks to be a pretty fun time. And I cannot wait to give it a shot at some point down the line. But if you do want to check out Ooblets, it's coming out on the Epic Games Store. And remember, don't harass people. I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but here we are. Don't harass people. However, moving on to an equally lighthearted story, US President Donald Trump blames video games for fueling violent culture. Now, I will say this video and this overall story uh, could contain some graphic uh, description of what happened over the weekend in El Paso and Dayton, so be warned about that. I'm not going to linger on this one, and I won't be diving into the full article because PC Gamer goes very in-depth into the issue, but it is something that should be addressed because it's a major part of not only the gaming industry, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, but also of our lives today, especially for those that are here in the United States. But let's go ahead and dive into it. Speaking in the wake of mass murders in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio that left 30 people dead and more than 50 wounded, the President of the United States has called for a change in the nation's culture, specifically singling out the influence of violent video games on youth. Quote, we must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace, Trump said. It is too easy today for troubled youth to surround themselves with a culture that celebrates violence. We must stop or substantially reduce this, and it has to begin immediately. Cultural change is hard, but each of us can choose to build a culture that celebrates the inherent worth and dignity of every human life. That's what we have to do. He also pointed the finger of blame at the influence of the internet as a whole. The perils of the internet and social media cannot be ignored, and they will not be ignored, he said. He added that he was directing federal agencies and social media companies to develop tools that can detect mass shooters before they strike. And of course, now the article does go on to talk more about the politics uh, surrounding the shootings that have been going on, the mass killings here in the United States and in other locations around the world, and then they kind of meander on into stuff like the ESRB and how they've been addressing uh, the rating system over the past few decades, and of course you see more and more discussion going on, and I think that Andy Chalk uh, did a pretty fantastic job over there at PC Gamer kind of giving everybody a layout of the entire situation as it stands right now. But let's move on to the discussion that was had on Twitter after this statement was made by the president. People have been coming to defend gaming from the left, from the right, from the top, from the bottom. Everybody is in agreement that the science behind the research is correct and that video games don't cause violence. There is no direct correlation regardless of the type of game it is, regardless of the frequency and the time played. There are countless research studies that show little to no connection whatsoever. This is not a relevant factor in what's happening here in the United States. And of course, what's happening in the United States is horrible. It's something that breaks my heart every time I see something like this at work, whenever I see something like this in the news. It's crushing to see a country and a people being torn apart by the inside out uh, and by each other. It's, it's, it's just hurtful. And on top of that, to place the blame on something that is completely and totally unaffiliated with the actual cause of what's going on 
is unfair. It's pushing the blame onto something that is totally unrelated, and it's not owning up to the truth. It's not facing the facts. It's not facing the music, and I think that's what irritates me the most. Now, I will say, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm not a dude that has all the answers. At the end of the day, I'm just a nerd that gets behind a mic five days a week and talks about video game news and podcast about whatever he really wants to talk about. That's my spot in society as it stands. So again, I'm not going to be going fully in-depth into my political beliefs and how I think things should be addressed because I'm not somebody on Capitol Hill. I'm just simply another voter like you. But with that being said, I think that we have to look at the influence from the gaming community on a broader scale. It's not the video games, but I do believe, and I think that a lot of people will agree with this, if you look at the smaller sects within the video game culture that we have today, you can definitely find pockets of incredibly hostile people uh, that have found home and safe harbor in the video game community. Uh, we see this on 8chan, we see it on 4chan, we see it even in some sections of Reddit. Of course, on Twitter, you see an incredibly uh, large amount of people that are hostile, that are violent, and you can't chalk it up to video games being the cause of this violent nature and this, and this horrible nature, but I do think that under the correct circumstances, video games can often be, as I said, a safe harbor for people that are facing other kinds of mental challenges, uh, social challenges, and overall just it can be a really bad place from time to time. The gaming community can do some incredible things. As I've already said on this episode, we can see some incredible good put back into the world thanks to gaming. We see lifelong friendships made. We see millions of dollars raised for charity, as I've already established. But we can also see a lot of negatives that can come out of just the fact uh, that people might have a lot of issues and video games can be very inviting. That's where I'm going to leave the situation as it stands today. But I did want to address it. I did want to point out the fact that video games have been proven time and time again to be largely irrelevant when it comes to any kind of violence uh, that comes as a byproduct. It just simply doesn't add up. The math isn't there. You don't have a leg to stand on with that one, and I apologize. But we have to find some other scapegoat to take the blame, because apparently nobody owns up to the issues we have currently. However, let's move on and talk about video games themselves. Ah, that's nice and refreshing, isn't it? Oh, thank God we're back to normal. Call of Duty Modern Warfare supports mouse and keyboard on console, and matchmaking is based on the peripheral. Now, we have been talking about this, but now we have more of a confirmation that this is in fact the case. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is a cross-platform game, a first for the series, but it will also let you use mouse and keyboard on console. Infinity Ward design director Joe Kakot I believe I said that name correctly, told the PlayStation blog Modern Warfare's matchmaking will be based on peripherals. So if you use a controller, you'll be chucked in with others using a controller. But if you use a mouse and keyboard, you will play with and against people who use a mouse and a keyboard. Usefully, Modern Warfare will support different peripherals. So if you want to plug a keyboard or mouse into your PS4, you totally can. As you would expect, you can't change your peripheral mid-match. You make your choice beforehand and you are locked in. Cross-platform play means you can play against PC, Xbox One, and PS4 players in multiplayer. And of course, you can see the full preview from the guys at Eurogamer for more info. But this is a very cool feature. Of course, for those that don't know, you have a lot more accuracy when you're playing with a mouse and a keyboard as compared to when you're playing with a controller specifically. That's just true. That's just the way it is. Now, that's not to say somebody playing on PS4 can't totally kick ass. That's definitely not the case. You can totally own people on PS4. I've done it for years. Just saying. But 
when it comes to accuracy and when it comes to competitive play, you can't get much better than mouse and keyboard. And so to hear that it's being supported across the board is fantastic, but I like the way they're doing it because if you do have people pairing up based off of playing on a console versus playing on a PC, and it doesn't take the peripheral into consideration, uh, then you would be very much so at a disadvantage if you were a controller player going up against somebody with a mouse and keyboard plugged into their PS4 or their Xbox One. At the same time, I also feel that people playing on PC would have an advantage over those playing mouse and keyboard on PS4. So we will have to see if that is in fact the case because that's something that is actually a potential to be uh, one of the outcomes of this setup that we have here for Modern Warfare. But overall, glad to hear this is a feature coming to the game. I think it's going to be a a fantastic rendition of Call of Duty. Of course, one of my most anticipated games of the year, and I cannot wait to dive in at the end of October and give it a try for myself. But if you were curious as to how the crossplay was going to work, good news. You can plug in a mouse and keyboard and play with other people that use mouse and keyboard. But you won't be able to buddy boost in the game. Now this is not boosting like we heard back in Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3, where essentially you earn XP by killing people in a private lobby. Oh no. That's not what's happening here. A buddy boost feature was cut from Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Call of Duty Modern Warfare almost had a feature called Buddy Boost. As Prima Games explains, it would have allowed players to cooperate to reach higher ground, one player going into a squat and the other clamoring over them to attain a better position. But the feature was cut from Modern Warfare because, as multiplayer map design director Jeffrey Smith explained, it's really hard to get some random person to cooperate with you. You have to let somebody kind of climb up you and get you up and they would get up there. What a quote that one is. People just weren't likely to cooperate often enough to make it worthwhile, especially as it left the player providing the boost waiting in a really awkward squat position that made them easy for the players to take out. Apparently they didn't just pull the buddy boost out, but altered the maps as well with the aim of making them more interactive. Of course, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is out on October the 25th, with betas beginning in September on PS4, Xbox One, and PC at varying times. Uh, but the buddy boost feature, Sounds interesting, but I do understand why they pulled the overall feature from the game. Now, for those that don't understand exactly what it's supposed to do, essentially, if you see any kind of army movie, any kind of action movie, you'll often see people do the little grab the foot and boost you up onto a higher platform, which sounds cool in theory, and it's been done before in Call of Duty campaigns, but as the article points out, you can't depend on other people that just simply play Call of Duty and get into random lobbies. It's just not going to be an effective use of your time, and overall, it can definitely restrict the flow of the map if you do depend on people to actually perform these objectives and to use this feature. Uh, for instance, if you make some kind of ridge that is only accessible by this specific buddy boost feature, nine times out of ten people are going to go up there and the people that do, if they do happen to be partying up with people, will be at a total advantage because they might have some kind of peak to look out over. And that kind of thing makes it a very unfair setup for those that don't want to use the buddy boost, uh, that make it uh, feel tedious overall. It just is a better thing left out. A cool concept, but better left out. And I think that that's kind of what they were going for. A lot of brainstorming was happening behind the scenes with this year's Call of Duty. A lot of new features have been added to the game that we have never seen before, and that makes this one a very exciting release for 2019. But again, if you do want to dive in, you can check out the full game when it comes out at the end of October, and of course, open beta is coming in September across all platforms. But if you don't want to shoot things, Riot Games has a fighting game in the works that you could be diving into. Riot Games is a very big game studio, especially considering that it only makes one game, League of Legends. Pause. I thought they made Teamfight Tactics. 
could be wrong about that. Let me know in the comments section down below. In 2016, it acquired Radiant Entertainment, the developer of the canceled fighting game Rising Thunder, which naturally led speculation that Riot had designs on making a move into the fighting game scene. Today, at the annual Evolution Championship Series tournament, better known as EVO, Radiant co-founder Tom Cannon finally confirmed that yes, it is happening. Quote, I want to be able to let people in on maybe the worst kept secret in the universe, which is, I can confirm that we are working on a fighting game for Riot, Cannon said during the Day 1 EVO stream. The reason why we did Rising Thunder in the first place was because we felt like fighting games just deserve to be enjoyed by way more people. As big as things are, we think it has the potential to be bigger, so one step was... So step one was, we made a little indie fighting game, and we learned a lot there. And at Riot, what we are really trying to do is make something that players here can really be proud of, that everyone here will feel like, yeah, this was made for me. Cannon said developers have been in the lab for a while, but there's still a long way to go and no sign of a release date at this point or even a title. But we do feel like we are making progress, and I felt like it was only appropriate that we sort of reset the conversation and let everyone know that what you think we are working on, that's actually what we are working on, he said. When there is more to share, I will be the first one delivering it. Rising Thunder was canned when Riot acquired Radium, but an open source version called Rising Thunder Community Edition was released in early 2018 and is available through Reddit or Discord. And EVO 2019, of course, began today and runs until April the 4th if you did want to catch some of those hot fighting game tournament action pieces. Uh, but very cool. I like this idea. Uh, I like it whenever a company that's never done something before is throwing money at something that it's never done before because that breeds innovation and something new. And that's always a good positive in the gaming industry. Uh, but if you were curious as to whether or not Riot was actually making a fighting game, it looks like, lo and behold, they actually are. And that could be a very exciting piece of news for some of you people out there that are super into EVO. And if you are enjoying EVO, which I don't see why you wouldn't be, it's a fantastic show. Hope you continue to enjoy it until the release date of this game, which is, again, TBA. But maybe you aren't into fighting games at all and you are looking for something new to play this week. I've got you set up if you have a PlayStation Plus subscription and a PlayStation 4 because the August 2019 PS Plus games are available to download now on the PlayStation 4. After a couple of months that left many subscribers disappointed, Sony's offering up a cracking selection for August PlayStation Plus lineup. Wipeout Omega Collection is an excellent remaster with tons of content and fantastic VR support and... I said VR, not BR. You don't have any kind of wipeout battle royale, just for the record. And Sniper Elite 4 is the latest and greatest version of Rebellion's beloved stealth shooter. Both PS4 titles are available to download as of right now in Europe, with North America to follow suit shortly. And which game are you most excited to play? For me, it's Wipeout the Omega Collection. Very excited to dive into that one, because it has one of the best PlayStation Vita games. Of course, remastered, republished out on the PlayStation 4, so that is good to see. But if you do want to dive in right now, again, these games are up on the PlayStation Store, and you can load them up on your PS4 and play them when you get home from... Uh, something else that rhymes with store and four. I suppose you can use store again. I was trying to be a dad joke kind of thing. It didn't work out that well. But with that being said, that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. Of course, if you are brand new to the show, thank you so much for watching all the way to the end. It's always fantastic to be able to bring you the hottest gaming news five days a week, Monday through Friday, in a podcast format, YouTube format, and of course the live format, links of all of which can be found down below. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of the day, and wait, one more thing. Totally forgot, no episode of the podcast tomorrow. I am taking a day trip taking a little day off, a little time off, 
and I'm going to be getting away. So we will pick the show back up on Thursday, more than likely Thursday evening, uh, if that would be okay with you. You'll have to let me know. And by let me know, I mean it's going to happen whether you let me know or not. That's just the nature of the beast, and I want you to feel involved and engaged. Uh, and so that's kind of where we are with that. Uh, but it's going to be fantastic. Going to get some fresh air, some good sunlight. And until then, you guys have a fantastic couple of days. But overall, peace.